We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, guys. This is another Panther Ranch podcast. I'm Vlad Harris here. Happy Friday to you guys. Temperature right now here is about 72 degrees. It's going to be close to 80 today. Which, you know, I'm not going to complain about that at all. Today is the last day here as the kids are on spring break all next week. Which, um... I don't mind. I mean, for me, I ain't got to pack lunches. I ain't got to make sure kids are dressed. I ain't got to drop kids off. That's why I cherish the most about these uh, these school breaks. I ain't got to do any of that crap. And plus, uh, making sure your kids do their homework. Because there's nothing more lovely than walking your kid into school and they say, oh yeah, I had a project that's due tomorrow, or I have one that's due today. And you're like, okay, why why don't you bring um, (laughs) where's the damn paper at, for one thing. I had that that happen to me where he my son lost his paper. And so, but right and right, just right and tell me about it, where I could just ask the teacher. He waits till like the day of it, and I'm like, like well, like, well, looks like you're getting a zero. And, you know, obviously I wasn't too happy about that, but that's life. I mean, you got to say something. Always. Anyways, we got a lot of loaded stuff to talk about, and we may even get to this less than 20 minutes because it's a lot of it straightforward. Some of it I may ramble about, but... Ah, the first topic, uh, the hottest one right now is Antonio Brown, I guess, was supposed to go to the, I guess, go to the Bills, a lot of people reporting, and Brown replied to a, some sort of Instagram comment that said fake news, and I'm guessing he wasn't really um, too keen on going to Buffalo, and I'm sure he threw a temper tantrum, and I'm sure Buffalo... Realize if we if we trade for this guy, is he really even going to show up to uh, the Buffalo? No. I mean, I do commend the Steelers for you know fulfilling his request to be traded. I mean, Steelers came through on this one. I mean, they he wanted to be traded and they found a team for him. It didn't work out, unfortunately. It's probably not the team Antonio Brown wants. So, they're screwed there. I mean, if anything, Antonio Brown has the Steelers by the ball in this case. 
so they're going to have to deal with him somewhere where he wants to go. Otherwise, he's gonna. Otherwise, he's gonna act like a little asshole about it, and that's that. I mean, Steelers just can't outdo him in that, in that department because he's the one who still has time left on his deal. And I'm sure he's made enough money where he can sell the season if he had to. But yeah, they got this some somewhere where, where he's probably going to want a quarterback or somewhere nice. So I don't know. Well, they send to Miami. I mean, Miami's a nice place. And sure, I mean, that he, he'll have Ryan Tannehill to throw him the football, but it's not bad. I'm sure there's plenty of places he can go. But that being said, you know, as far as this whole thing goes, Antonio Brown, the Steelers, Ben, and whatnot, nobody's really innocent in this whole thing. Obviously, they'll have some sort of accountability in all this. and I don't think any of them are going to take any accountability. That's the thing. They need to be held accountable, but I don't think they're going to take any accountability for it. None of them will. Ben won't. Antonio Brown won't. And um, Steelers won't. And to throw fuel into the fire, you have this report that Ben, I guess, donated, donated some canines to some police. And obviously, you know, this, this I don't want to say it went viral. I guess it came, it was more known. The thing about this is Ben's been doing this for years. He's been doing, he has a, he has a whole K, that canine project he does, or he donates canines to uh, the police forces. But the thing about this is, uh, once uh, once social media finally discovers it, I mean, of course, that's how behind the times Twitter can be. I mean, they just discovered Sandra Bullock thanks to a little uh, television show on Netflix. They finally discover who, who she was. Well, she's been around for like you know, decades. But that's just how social media is. They, you know. They ignore all the other stuff and then wait for the actual time to be outraged or excited or whatnot. Case in point, Oprah. Oprah, not too long ago, they wanted her to run for president to take down Donald Trump, right? And she was, I guess she gave a speech and, oh, Oprah's so awesome, this and that. But then some photos surfaced of her and her, her being buddies with Harvey Weinstein and her doing all this stuff. Now uh, Oprah does a uh, documentary on, on, on Michael Jackson, the Neverland thing. And all of a sudden now Oprah is a uh, sellout and all kind of other stuff. Oprah's evil. That's pretty much social media in a nutshell with this type of stuff. It's like the opening scene, well, the opening scenes of Clerks where the guy strings up a uh, cigarette smoking protest because he's a uh, Truly's gum salesman and he's just doing it to get more gum so he gets uh, he gets the guys who are buying cigarettes to attack Dante Hicks who's selling cigarettes behind the counter and then Dante's gr- girlfriend arrives and she sprays them all with a fire extinguisher and disperses the crowd 
then, you know, of course, finds out why, well, you know, what the, what this guy's deal is, why he's doing this. Turns out he has his own agenda. He's selling gum, and he's getting the cigarette guys to buy gum. And when it's all said and done, the guy, one guy gets up, cut, clears his throat, puts his money on the counter, and asks for a pack of cigarettes. And, of course, Dante rings him up all pissed off. That's pretty much you know, how these things happen on Twitter in a nutshell. That's pretty much how, how it happens. But anyways, let's uh, steer away from that for a little bit because we're getting way off topic. Obviously, we'll see what happens today if the Steelers actually even deal him. If they're able to reach a deal. Because I think Fry was supposed to be the day he was supposed to be dealt, but we'll see what happens. It may not happen. I mean, part. I mean, I thought maybe they should reconcile with him. You know, all come together and do something. Actually, if they would do that, that would be a better. That'd be a better story than the, than the trade itself. All, the, all of them coming together, talking, and then they can go on social media and take a picture together with, her, with themselves holding hands and huddling. They could do that. I mean, plenty of stuff they could do. If I knew this guy was going to bust a U-turn, I would never let him fucking make it. Well, never mind, because this dickhead had a cross through. I was trying to let another guy through, and of course, in typical Houston traffic fashion, some guy almost causes an accident. Oh well. That's just what happens when you podcast and uh, drive at the same time. But I didn't realize this U-Haul was going to bust a U-E or else I would have never let him through, but it, that's part of life. But, you know, whatever. There, If anything, maybe it's going to be good karma for me for, t- for today. Who knows? I try to help somebody out who really needed it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as Antonio Brown and AB, same guy, of course. Ben, the Steelers. It'd be cool if they would just reconcile and just like you know, have them all like huddled together at a table and like you know, with their arms around each other, like you know, say we are one team and we will not fight again. See, that would be a better story than the trade itself. But I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't know why. And of course, I tr- and of course, this U-Haul won't let this guy out now. I mean, I was I was nice enough to let this guy bust a Yui. But to be fair, this car is trying to make a left hit, left a left turn across lanes in front of a U-Haul. And it's probably one of the dumbest ideas you could do because you can't see anything for one. So, I don't know. I ain't let a constable through, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure uh, this constable is going to try to pull me over now because he's, you know, because you know how petty constables are. We'll see. And now he can't make his right turn now, the constable, because he pulled behind a guy and a guy notice the light was yellow and he stopped so the constable can't pull you know <laughs> the constable can't even make his turn now but yeah this is the life of uh, driving you know to rush hour 
All right, guys, let's get to more stuff because I'm spending too much time talking about the Steelers. Ah, Chris Blewett signed to the Bears. The Bears signed, I think, two kickers, I think. Blewett was one of them, and, uh, you know, of course, the name itself went viral, obviously, because, you know, because of his name, Blewett, and people jumped all over it. And, you know, I, I sent some tweets out under the, under, under, under the Bears' uh, tweet when they announced you know, the signing. One of them was Blewett nailing that field goal against Clemson that the, all the Bears fans seem to really love. I said because it was at Clemson. And um, I said the one where he nailed the 56 yard against Georgia Tech that barely crossed the bar and it was a beautiful one. And of course there's a guy here in Houston who covers the Texans religiously. He's a big homer. And I, you know, he was like, he, obviously he was mocking the name of Blewett. And I replied to him saying, um, um, I sent him the link. I was like, hey, he knocked off, uh, he knocked off Deshaun Watson Clemson at Clemson. And he's like, well, when did this happen? You know, this had to happen, you know, early in the year, you know. I said, ah, it happened around the middle of the year. They were able to recover. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize this was going to happen. Because you know, Desha- you know, because Deshaun Watson's never lost a collegiate game, you know, ever. That's what happens when you have homers. They ignore, they ignore all the other shit, and remember all the good shit. So, blue signs them. You know, who knows what's going to happen with him after this? If he even, you know, you know. Because they signed two kickers, and I guess they're moving on from from the from Cody Panky or Parky, whatever, whatever his name is. They're moving on from him, and you hate. I mean, you hate to have kickers lose their jobs in these in this type of way, but it just happens. They they, they either lose their jobs or they go elsewhere. I mean, they, their job obviously is to make field goals and, and to kick the ball off. That's what they do. I mean, we've seen it happen before the Steelers. I mean, for instance, uh, Chris Brown. The game against Baltimore in the middle of two thousand one season. It was it was at Heinz, and the Steelers dominated that game. But the problem is they couldn't get in the end zone. And Chris Brown pretty much shanked almost every field goal in that game imaginable, and they ended up losing it. After that, Chris Brown was just never the same player. And the Steers eventually moved on from him. Actually, yeah, after that season, he was done. He ended up with the, he ended up with the Texans, and he played for he played with the Texans for for a couple of years, for um, quite quite some time actually. I think when I was when I was officially in Houston was 2009. I think he was still playing. And I think uh, eventually the same thing happened to him. He was missing field goals towards the end, and he wasn't the same player. It happens. We saw it with Chris Boswell this past year, but Chris Boswell was hurt. And people complained about the money we gave him, but Boswell was doing really good up until then. He, he earned that money. He just got hurt and, of course, was never the same. I'm not sure what they do with him after, but now... 
I'm thinking they're probably gonna move on from him. Uh, like Sean, like Sean Swisham. Same thing. He got hurt. Chris Boswell got really hot. He was he was cheap. And Boswell at the time was a cheaper alternative, and they went with Boswell. And you know, same with Jeff Reed. I mean, his Jeff. I mean, after the after two, after the last Super Bowl they they played in forty three. That's when Jeff, Jeff, I mean, uh, Jeff Reed's, um, that's when his production started to, um, or his, not that much his clutchiness, started to tell away, and he spent more time getting shit-faced and fighting paper talismans and sheets. And it's like, if you're a kicker, the last thing you want to be is in, in the news of the police blotter. And it seemed like he was just... I don't know. It seemed like for with, with Reed, it seemed like he had a problem more than anything else. <clears throat> Let's not forget that freaking uh, that frosted blonde hair he had. I mean, he had the whole Guido thing down pretty well. <clears throat> I know. I remember one kicker sign. I remember one kicker issued that. Was really sense among Steeler fans when uh, Gary Anderson, when the Steelers didn't resign Gary Anderson and moved on from him. I remember people were so mad about this. I, I remember, I remember the Post Gazette sports mailbag. People were pissed off that the Steelers did not resign Gary Anderson that year because he'd been he'd been with the club for about 11 years, 11, 12 years. He had such a storied history with the Steelers, and they they didn't re-sign him. They went cheaper, and I think they went with Norm Johnson. Norm actually was a good kicker. I like Norm. But then Norm got old, and they uh, went with, then they drafted Chris Brown, who was a uh, the kicker for the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. But as far as Blewett goes, hey, I hope it works out for him. He's a good kid. And if you have a name like Blewett, I'm sure he's the guy's got really thick skin. And he'll be he's he's handled this before on many occasions. This ain't gonna bother him one bit. I mean I mean if there's one person you want to hang out with in life, it's probably Chris Blewett. Because I'm sure his perspective on life is probably really good with a name like that. All right, now, some other fun stuff. Some more um, fun things have happened in terms of the NCAA basketball recruiting stuff. I guess Christian Dawkins was involved with two other schools. One was from Nebraska, one was from Texas. It turns out the one school was Creighton, which is no surprise. And the other one was, uh, surprisingly, Texas Christian University. TCU Horned Frogs. So, when this came out initially, it, I said this had to be pre-Dixon because Dawkins was more affiliated with Adidas. And TCU is a Nike school. So, I did some more prodding around and I found some excerpts that they were never was posted. And it turns out, 
what happened here was it happened in 2017 and the coach at the time was well Jamie Dixon Jamie was coaching TC at the time so of course from the Twitter sphere's perspective if you love Jamie or hate him if you love them eh, you you knew this stuff was going on with him I mean, it was happening at Pitt, too. Jamie just kept himself out of it as best as he could. He left it between the assistants and what they were going to do. I mean, Ken Burst didn't come for free. And there's several other players Pitt got that didn't really come for free, either. I, I think one player actually they paid cash for, which, you know, I won't really dive into the details of that. But, yeah, there was one player they supposedly paid cash for. And, you know, and if we're being honest, the player that they paid for, I don't think they really got much return on him to begin with, but that's just part of college athletics when you're buying players. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna have a lot of potential in high school, but it's going to be hit or miss. Sometimes you're going to miss on a few. It's like SMU. I mean, SMU had a, had a big-ass payroll, and they were learning all those parade All-Americans. Not all of them were, were going to be good, as we saw. And you'll have a few that, you know, that just don't pan out and they're unhappy and maybe some go to the NCAA. But yeah, it was happening at Pitt too. I mean, those 21 seasons and those NCAA tournaments that parents were, you know, they weren't just coming out of nowhere. But in terms of the TCU incident... It's more between the assistant and the and, and Dawkins and Dixon itself. There's little, there's pretty much no involvement with Dixon whatsoever or knowledge. I'm sure TC will investigate and they will really it'll be it'll be this whatever. There won't be much. And the NCAA is, is not going to you know, pursue anything and charges aren't going to be pressed. So really, this incident really just minor, if anything else. People were wondering if Jamie was going to you know, leave Texas, was going to leave TCU all of a sudden because, you know, TCU plays in front of 5,000 fans because that's their, their arena isn't that big. Jamie's not going to go anywhere. At least for a time being. He's not going to dick, he's not going to, he's not going to do a dick move on his alma mater and just leave. And, I'm not, and, and right now, at this moment, I don't think there's anywhere Jamie can go. There's no other job really he can take. He's had some big job job offers. It's just he, you know, he was happy at Pitt, and I think he's fine where he's at. He's probably better off right now. There was talk of him going after the UCLA job. UCLA is got as one person noted. UCLA is probably going to either go after Luke Walton or probably Jay Wright. Luke Walton would be the logical one because things are falling apart in LA right now, and of course LeBron's you know LeBron's obviously going to probably offload him and bring in his own coach, probably Ty Lue, because with Ty Lue he can tell him what to do.
so there you go. So yeah, I don't see him. Um, yeah, I don't see Luke Walton surviving this season. But you know, like I see him end up in UCLA. Jay Wright to UCLA is a pipe dream. To be, I mean, for being honest, right now if you look at the state of both both programs, UCLA would be a step down from Villanova for Jay Wright. Jay has won two national championships at Villanova. He's in a really good basketball conference with the Big East. I mean, that conference has really started to take shape. You know, I didn't think it was going to be that great of a conference, but it's, it's taking shape. It was a good basketball conference because they're, they're rid of all the football schools. Although it was a really good pro, it was a very good basketball conference with the football schools because the football schools were the best teams there. But now they're gone. There's you know it's all basketball got teams and you know it's getting itself out there. The programs are improving because they don't have to compete with football programs to, for, for recruits now. But yeah. Villanova's a step down right now from UCLA. If I'm Jay Wright, I'm looking at both schools, and I'm like, nope, I'm not going to UCLA. UCLA was a really good job a long time ago, and it's just, it's not what it was. They had one good period with John Wooden, and that was it. They won a national title in the mid-90s. People thought that UCLA was back. No, the way the, the way the landscape is now, it's hard to do. I mean, if you think about it, Ben Howland had what what Russell Westbrook and freaking Kevin Love, and still could win a national championship. I mean, that's just wow in general. And that's the other thing with uh, Jamie Dixon in UCLA. UCLA would be getting another variation of Ben Halland, and I don't think they want that anymore. I mean, Bill Walton hated Ben Halland after a while. I mean, although the Steve Alford hiring was still a little bit of a, you know, a scratcher in itself, but... Yeah, I don't see him going through Jamie. I think Luke Walton's going to be the logical choice. Jay Wright's only Villanova. I mean, Villanova's a better job right now than UCLA. Jay's already won two national titles. He doesn't really need to go anywhere else to prove himself. So, that's that. And as far as uh, TCU goes, I think they'll be fine. As far as Jamie goes, I think I think he'll, I mean, he's fine where he's at. I think he's got he's got two top level recruiters on his staff. Which, which uh, the one guy is in, is, in, you know, is the one who got in trouble. But the thing about TCU is, right now, they're on the bubble. I'm not sure if they will make the tournament. They, the bubble's weak this year, so they might. But Jamie's, Jamie lost five players this year. I'm not sure how things are going to be with them next year. You know, it depends on what, what guys they bring in. 
but next year is going to be a big drop off. And so you just hope with, with them, the honeymoon doesn't uh, end with him. Because for one thing, they, you know, TCU's really put a lot of money in their program. They've really revamped that arena because I was in that arena before they renovated it. And it was like a high school, high school gymnasiums were more built up than that, than that one. And he's playing in front of 5,000 fans. But if he has really good recruiters, really good staff, and brings in really good players, you know, Gonzaga, I mean, Gonzaga plays in front of 5,000, for God's sakes. And they do pretty well. So, crowd size is everything. I mean, the Bryce Jordan seats more people than the than the Pete. And look, look, look what's done for Penn State. Nothing. But, you know, stay tuned for that. Now, speaking of... Um, staying on topic with the whole Jamie Dixon thing... Jimmy left for TCU, and we ended up with uh, Kevin Stallings, and things fell apart. Obviously, you know Stallings. We basically hired made the, the basketball version, basketball version majors too. Nice guy Stallings is, or at least we we thought, or think, or hope. But. He obviously didn't have the grind to recruit towards the end, as a lot of people said, and that's pretty much was Pitt was Pitt's downfall. So with Dixon leaving, Pitt's basketball program went upside down. But there's another program that's gone upside down, and that's Vanderbilt. You know, I've been following this story for probably the last few weeks. Vanderbilt right now is 0-17 in SEC play. So regardless if I talk, if I wait till they're 0-18 to talk about it, or 1-17, it's irrelevant right now. Under Bryce Drew, that program has went upside down. And there was a lot of talk about how, you know, hiring Bryce Drew, this young, fresh mind, you know, up-and-comer, was going to, you know, revitalize Vanderbilt. It's made them worse. And, you know, a lot of people were excited over Bryce Drew because, you know, Stallings left him a uh, borderline NCAA tournament team. He got them to the tournament his first year. The next year, they went 12-20 and 20 overall, and this year, it's, it's even, they can't even get a win in the SEC. So, Vanderbilt has gone completely upside down. Everybody thought how awesome this hire was going to be. You know, Bryce Drew, oh, so great. Kevin Stallings, oh, he sucks. Uh, well, you know what? It's not to say it's not to say that Stallings was a bad is a bad coach. He did pretty decent at um, Vanderbilt. It's just. Towards the end, his shelf life was pretty much done. Where probably once things were things were done at Vanderbilt, he probably should, you know, went and did something else. Instead, 
he came to pit, and really it was, you know, it was time for him to go. And, you know, if he's, hopefully wherever he's at, he's enjoying his retirement, his nice little big buyout that Scott Barnes was able to uh, finesse for him before he left. And that's the frustrating part about all this. Is that Scott Barnes hired his buddy. Tried to, uh, you know, play it off as if, you know, this was, you know, his guy all along. Act like a complete, complete asshole about it. And then, on top of that, months later, he leaves for another school. He goes to Oregon State. And, you know, that's the frustrating part about this. The guy wasn't even here that long. Not, not even a year. And he, he pretty much scorched earth the, the basketball program and then leaves. That's the, that's, that was the shitty part about all this. And supposedly he had, you know, some, some personal stuff going on. I think his daughter was battling cancer. Which I can understand. But if you're trying to leave Pitt, leave the friggin' basketball program alone if you know you're not going to stay for too long. That's all I had to do, was just leave it alone and then let the next AD handle it. But no. Anyways, guys, I'm out of here. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Hell to pit. Bye.